everybody, welcome back to an episode of The Why. We're super excited to kick off our second season as we go into 2024. I've got uh, Kevin, Kevin Resnick, is yep. that how you say your last yep. name? I'm going to screw stuff up as we go it's through right. the thing here, but um, Kevin, I'd like for you to just kind of give a brief introduction. Like, what do you tell people like when uh, you meet them at Kroger, I guess is the way to <laughs> put it. Uh, I usually ask him like where the alcohol is at Kroger, but um, nice. <laughs> you know, outside of that, uh, you know, I, I am the um, uh, director of the Hearing County Chamber of Commerce, um, and there's a, a lot goes into that. You know, a lot, a lot, not a lot of people know, you know, what a Chamber of Commerce does. Um, a lot of times, I'll preface, hey, if you've listened to high school sports on the radio on 95.3 WLKR. Uh, in the Norwalk area, um, chances are you've heard me. I spent 10 plus years broadcasting high school sports um, in the area, in the Heron County area. So schools like Norwalk, Norwalk, St. Paul, Monroeville, South Central, Edison, even did some Perkins, um, high school football, high school basketball, boys and girls. Um, so a lot of times people say, oh, I've heard your name before. As soon as I mentioned the radio thing, yeah, that's kind of that's awesome. where people heard me from. What, uh, so are you part of any of like St. Paul's championship runs or anything like that? Did you get to go do an announcing for those? So, the, when they won state title, I think it was 2009. Nine, yep. Um, I wasn't in radio then. Oh, that's um, <laughs> Yeah, so I got to do some, uh, some pretty big um, girls uh, tournament games um, for basketball. Uh, Norwalk made to the state semis once one year. I did call a couple Monroeville girls volleyball, Monroeville volleyball, went down to Dayton for state championship. Um, so I did a couple of those. Awesome. Um, in 2014, I was pretty new to the business. Norwalk Truckers won state championship in basketball. They're just celebrating their 10 years this year. Yeah. Um, I wasn't, uh, I didn't broadcast, but I got a couple of their games that year to do. So That's awesome, it was a lot man. of fun. It was, I enjoyed it so much. Um, you know, I, I haven't done it now for probably almost two years, miss it. Uh, but with kids at home, it's kind of nice to be home on weekends now. No, understandable, man. What uh, so you, you, we kind of talked about this off camera a little bit, you know. Tell me about the family life. What's what's that look like? You know, I'm assuming uh, you, I know you got the twin boys. Yep, twin boys. They're five. Um, they're in kindergarten. Um, you know, and it's, you know, podcast. You know, the why. You know, I, it starts at home for me. My boys, my wife and I, we tried uh, to have kids for nine, nine plus years, whatever it was, just didn't happen. Um, we decided to adopt. Uh, which we're so glad we did. We're so grateful. We adopted the boys right at birth. Um, we, we literally got to the hospital five minutes before they were born. All of a sudden, we're parents. Um, and it's been, um, you know, people say it goes by fast. You're like, oh, yeah, it does and all that. But it, it truly does. But it's been a blast. It's been a blur. Uh, my boys are boys, so they like to <laughs> jump around, play sports, and throw stuff around, and which is fun. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I mean, my wife and I, uh, we're expecting our first little girl. Awesome. So we're super excited for that. And, you know, we did have those conversations, you know, like, because we're newly married. We got married in, uh, in last year, last December. We've been married for just over a year. But, you know, we had those conversations, like, if God says it's it's not for us, man, like, we're cool with adoption. Yeah. And I think that's something that's super admirable. It just shows your character, you know, that you guys are able to, because it, it's different, right, when it's not your own flesh and blood. Yeah. You know? But it, 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 it you, almost, there's time for you to forget yeah. that they're adopted. And you right? should. And you should. Right. And it's, um. Great family support, um, you know, my parents, my wife's parents, extended family all right away, like, awesome. you know, accepted them. And um, we told them they, you know, as much as a five-year-old can understand that they're adopted, we started that conversation, you know, months ago. So they grew up knowing that that's what, 
you know, they are. Yeah. You know, they don't fully get the concept, um, but it's we want them growing up knowing instead of finding out in a you know in a way we don't want them finding out. No, man, that's and that's something that's I think oftentimes missed is like if you don't get ahead of it, you know, then it gets ahead of you, and that's just in life. Yeah. Man. Well, <laughs> you yeah. Have to be with just that. Well, right? you know, social media things get around, um, and you know we're not hiding it. We were open about it during the process. We're open about it. You know, so people know. It's not like it's a surprise for anyone. So, you know, to, to cut off any accidental, what um, a friend of mine just said, I'm adopted, conversations, yeah. they grow up knowing. So, you know, people say, and I, I get that a lot. It's, it's nice to hear oh, something admirable you did, and um, it's great. And, yes, in a sense, you know, it is a good thing. You know, they, were, they would have come from a situation that just, you know, frankly wasn't a good situation, the yeah. birth mom and all that. Nothing against her, you know, whatsoever. Her life is her life, her story is her story. Um, but, I mean... It's hard for me to say, yeah, we did something good when we get so much out of it ourselves. 100%, man. I've got, uh, actually, the guy that was in my wedding, um, he, he adopted a little girl, I think, just over a year ago. Uh, and, and they actually helped the mother through the process a little bit, you know, and I don't know how involved. And if, at any point, man, I'm getting too deep down the road. No, well, I'm, I'm completely know, open about this, you know? all this stuff. Um, so I, I, I hold a high merit for people who are able to, to go through that because, I mean, it's one thing to adopt a child when you don't know the parent, but obviously with you, you guys had an opportunity to know mom. You know, what was that like, I guess, if, if you don't mind sharing? No, it's, um, it's awkward. It's going to yeah. be, right? I mean, um, she uh, had a rough life. She grew up, you know, she started doing heroin at 15 years old with her dad. You know, of course, you're not going to have a great life if that's where you're coming from. Yeah, 100%. So man. we had complete empathy and understanding. And people would say, oh, she, because she was in prison for a while. She was doing drugs while she was pregnant. And people were like, oh, how terrible a person, how awful is that? And without context, sure, right? Oh, man, that's, you know, I don't know if I can swear on here, but, you know. You say whatever you want, man. What a piece of shit. Yeah, no, right? 100%. And you're like, no, it's not that. Look, here's her story. And quite frankly, she made a decision. She knows, because she had other kids. So my kids have have half siblings they don't know about, so they won't watch this anytime soon. No, 100%. That conversation 100%, will happen yeah. later. Um, but, you know, she realized, I can't take care of these kids. You know, she made the decision that, you know, I'm going to give them up for adoption. Yeah. And we went through an agency. Um, and actually, it was her stepdad who kind of picked us out of all these applicants and these, all this stuff. And, you know, we drove down to Cincinnati. That's where she's from, that area to meet with her at an Arby's and it was, um, you know, kind of awkward, you know, hi, how you doing? And it was, you know, we want to make sure she was comfortable with us. Yeah. So we were asking her a lot of questions. We were hoping that she would ask us questions. It wasn't really that. And we kind of left the meeting like, is everything good? Like, yeah. 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 We called the adoption agency. Yeah. She likes you guys. We're moving forward. You know, the kids are due in a month. Okay. <laughs> well, literally a week later, I'm at home having lunch during the week, you know, come back to work my wife texts me and says well we gotta go and i'm like i was like 99 99.9 percent .9 sure we were going but I'm like where like a dumbass yeah <laughs> <laughs> so so we went down to cincinnati we drove we got there it was again five ten minutes later the kids were born now they were born addicted to drugs so we had to stay in the nicu for two weeks down there course, yeah. um while they were you know getting better and getting healthy um the birth mom was at the hospital you know we had conversations with her um making sure she was comfortable. Um, and she still had time to change her mind even after the kids were born. So it was a couple of days. Yeah, what does that look like? I mean, because I, I understand, like, I've heard of those stories, right? Where, how long do you know? Like, So she had, I forget how many days. It was a few days okay. um, where she could change her mind. She kept reassuring us, I'm not changing my mind. My cousin went through it. They, they actually brought kids home 
and it wasn't the birth mom, but the birth father changed his mind and wanted the kids back. So the kids literally left his home going back to the, to the dad. So we, we had that story in our yeah. head. But she was reassuring all along. Everything was fine. You know, we went to the same Arby's to sign the paperwork. It was official. Um, she didn't know who the birth dad was, so he wasn't really in the picture. In the yeah. picture. Uh, so it was, you know, it was sketchy and touch and go in our heads, but the whole process at the end of the day went really smooth. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess in looking at it, the one thing I picked up, you know, you said she was almost, I would, I would call it detached. Is that the way you would probably word it? You know, when she was talking to you? She, she was up until, um, I think it hit her as she was signing the paperwork was as she was leaving Arby's, we were sitting in the parking lot and she comes out crying yeah. and like, Oh, you know, whatever. Um, you know, but that's maybe what she was trying to do in those early moments, right? Yeah, you know, was just trying to detach from the situation and just it, the gravity of the situation in general. I mean, yeah. applaud her for realizing, hey, I'm not, I'm not fit, right? Like, yeah. I can't do this. No, you know? and that's why I'll never, you know. And I had a not to get into this, but I had a brother pass away from a drug overdose, so I'm very empathetic, very sympathetic to somebody, especially if you're doing heroin with your dad at 15 years yeah, old. Yeah, well, I mean, you're set up to fail. Yeah. So. The world's against you. I mean, right. and I'm not. I'm not that guy. Like, right? Like, I'm not the guy. The, the, you get you get one time to tell me your story and how and, and give me the sob story, and then after that, like, hey man, we're going. Yeah. Like, 100%. we're moving on from it, right? Yeah, absolutely. But like, that is truly the deck of cards is against you. Yeah. You know, and for you to have the power to make that decision that I can't support these boys the way that they need to be supported, kudos. Yeah. I mean, seriously. Absolutely. Like, I mean, all the power to her, man. Like, that is the most selfless thing yeah. that you could possibly... She'd be selfish and say, no, I'm going to... Take these kids, take the government money. Yeah. Because you know it's going to... Yeah. yeah, all that stuff. No. I mean, she got compensated a little bit, you know, through all this whole thing. And good for her. But anytime... And I, I, I enjoy sharing the story because it's a good story, right? It's something we're, we're happy of. And, I'm, and when it gets to her part of the story, I always defend her. Yeah. Ultimately, if she didn't make the decision, A, to adopt, B, to choose us... I'm not having this conversation. Yeah, you know? it's a completely different right. story. It's a blip, right? Right. Instead, it's something that changed the gravity of you and your wives' lives. I mean, yeah. Now you guys are, are proud parents to two. You know, you said they're all boys. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. And, I mean, so like my brother and I were 17 months apart growing up. So I can imagine that it's probably like a similar atmosphere where they just beat the tar out of each they other. They do, and I, I egg them on. You know, we'll we'll turn on WWE and <laughs> just give them you know, the business, and man. we'll do all that stuff. Yeah. And um, you know, I grew up with a dad who played sports and was rough with us, not abusive, but just rough. Yeah, you know, no, you tackle way, and man. you know, give them some choke slams on the couch and power bombs and all. That. And I do all that stuff, and that's awesome. Um, it, it's it, it's a blast. That's really awesome, is. man. The uh, that's that's super cool, man. Like I said, advocacy for for adoption, especially hearing at your angle and how you take it for the the mom is super cool, man. And I think that's that you know that's one of the reasons why we do this yeah. is because we want to get that information out there. Um, just to try to change gears away from the 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 family a aspect, um, the, the the household. We kind of got that that picture done. Yeah. You know, I know that your job within the chamber, you're the direct, executive director. Yeah of the Huron County Chamber of Commerce. And with that, you know, you're running a nonprofit, right? Is that, am I right with that? Or tell me if I'm It's I'm not for-profit. A non-for-profit. Okay, yeah. okay. So, so it's not a complete non-profit, yeah. but it, you're not making money. Right, right. Um, so I, I'm curious, like, what kind of challenges are you seeing there, you know, versus other businesses you've been a part of? So um, it's a lot of, I'm still learning. Like, I'm new to the chamber world. It's been seven months, whatever it is. So... Some of the challenges is figuring out what the functionality of a chamber is. Now, luckily, in my previous jobs, I have relationships with people in town, business owners in town. So 
my first part is really kind of figuring out how I can help these businesses um, and from a chamber world. And luckily, my board's giving me a lot of freedom. Hey, this is yours to run. You figure it, figure it out. Um, so it's a lot of just learning on the job yeah. is, is the biggest challenge. But ultimately, I kind of put myself in the shoes of a business owner. What do they need? And now each business is different. Like your needs would be different than an insurance agent or a car dealership, right? So my job is to figure out all the things, all the resources that I can provide for these businesses, tailor make it, tailor make it, customize it for each business. So some business may just need marketing. So I, what are the tools and resources that I can provide for their marketing? Some businesses need to help. Really, all businesses need help for, for labor. Right? How do I do that? Um, there's all sorts of different things, you know. Continuing education, you know, I mean, they may need training. Um, we're going to do an OSHA 10 class. Yeah. You know, some businesses need that. Um, it's really just finding out business needs, and then my job is to figure out solutions. What's your biggest challenge, you know, with that? Like, is it lack of resources for you guys? So there's some of that. So we, Chambers, are all on, you know, we're, we're donations or fundraisers and we're membership. That's how we operate. That's tough to do. Yeah. It really is. Um, so that's probably the biggest challenge is making sure we have enough resources to provide resources for, for chamber members. It all you know comes full circle. So that that truly is a challenge. Um, and then you know trying to get across businesses, yes, you can join the chamber and I'm gonna do everything I can to help you. But if you're not receptive to the help or if you don't participate, you know, then you're not gonna get out of it, you know, what you probably could get out of it. So, so some of the challenges is getting hundred percent buy-in from people is hey Chamber's great. I'm proud of what we have accomplished. You got to do your part too. So if I'm sending you information on this class or on, you know, whatever it is, like you have to be receptive to that yeah. communication. Yeah. So that's, that's a challenge is getting people to be receptive. So I, the, you know, where does your heart come from? Cause I feel the passion just in that, right? Like that's clearly yeah. where your, where your focus is today for sure. And I know once again, off camera, we talked yeah. a little bit about your, you're on the board of DD for Huron County. Huron County Board of DD, yep. Yeah, uh, which is, is super cool, man. I, we did a trip when I was, I, was, I, w I went to uh, school at Hillsdale, and mm -hmm. uh, we for our football senior uh, deal, we went over and we spent the day, we had the fun day yeah. at, at the Ashland County uh, Delroy, which is their, their yeah. DD facility. And, <clears throat> um, man, like, just, you can't not have a heart for those <laughs> right. people, man. Right. Like, once you've been around, like, I heard somebody say one time, you know, oh, I feel bad for for somebody with with that's on the spectrum yeah, or whatever. whatever right, like, yeah. why are you feeling bad for those people, man? They're happy. Yeah. They feel bad for you, man. Like, you're not yeah. happy, right? So, I, I where does your heart come from within that? Like, where did that come from for you? So that specifically, and it's it's twofold, and it goes back to family. So when my kids were born, they were in called was the, called the Help Me Grow program. Okay. It's a service provided by most boards of DDs where. Um, in our case, it was more just kind of reassuring that they're developing correctly, you know, with their at-risk birth, they were eligible for this. So, um, you know, we had home visits and, you know, they gave us instructions. Some of it was during the pandemic, which made things more difficult, yeah. but it is what it is. Um, and they were really helpful and beneficial and giving my wife and myself even confidence that we're doing okay. Yeah. Just need reassurance. Um, and they came to me, came to us one day and said, hey, you know, we have a position on our board open. We thought, you know, either you or your wife would be great for it. And I was always, you know, for the most part, always wanting to get involved. So right away, I'm like, yeah, awesome. I'm on board. Um, and then also, so in Heron County, the Board of DD and all that kind of started, it's called, it was called Christie Lane. It was um, uh, an organization, you know, kind of in, to help people like that. 
Well, my grandma was one of the people who started that. My Uncle Marty, who needed some some of those services, um, you know, and she was like the first bus driver of this of this group. So it was like a legacy thing as well. Like my grandma kind of was at the ground level of all this stuff, and it grew into this. Here's my chance to kind of like continue on that. Yeah. So um, it just felt like it, it just it just made sense. Well, and so do you think that heart came from just, you know, you did say the family piece. So I guess to wrap that up, your legacy of your grandparents, right? Or your grandma. Of my, of my grandma. And then they did such a great thing for my family, gave my wife. I mean, we were doing a good job, but they gave us that, re- as new parents, Yeah. the reinsurance. They were great people, great cause. And they do a lot of different things outside of what, you know, what I just talked about. Um, you know, and, and. Full transparency, like I have always had interest in politics and government. Um, you know, I don't know what that, with my board right, with my position right now, I can't really get involved. Yeah, you can't do anything. I don't yeah. want to. Um, but also, you know, long term, who knows, I might want to run for county commissioner someday yeah. or whatever it is. So I don't want to say selfishly, but a, another thing that goes to this is like, I'm just gaining experience and learning different systems of government and learning at the ground level. So if I ever do want to, who knows? I could change my mind, but if I ever do want to pursue politics, you know, I have A, B, C, D, E, F, G on my resume saying I experienced this. I was part of this. Um, well, and too, man, I don't ever think like whenever you're we're doing something, there's a selfish background to it, whether we want to admit it yeah. or not. So, I, kudos to you, because like we do, uh, we take our entire team to uh, for Christmas. We adopt uh, everybody adopts a kid, and then we take them shopping, mm-hmm. and yeah. we pay for it, and all that good stuff, and like. Yeah, we're doing it for the kids, but selfishly, there's a little bit of selfish component. We're also doing it because we want exposure. Right. We want to gain more business. Like I'm never, I'm never one to hide that. Like there's always that piece in the back of our head, but that's not a true reason. No, it's you know? just it's a happy yeah. thing that goes along with it. You know, I, my motivation is never for me specifically, but you know, if there is a good thing that comes with it that can help benefit me, like. As long as that's not my focus and that's my goal, that's just a happy accident, happy coincidence, yeah. then great, then, then cool. We love a happy accident. Either way, right? Yeah. And those kids are experiencing something that they wouldn't be able to experience if you weren't doing that. And, and, if, and if you didn't get a single business out of it, you're okay with that too, right? If you, yeah. do, if you do get a job out of it, whatever, that's, that's great too. Well, it's funny that you say that, Command, because like my wife and I, we've been on the topic like with our daughter coming. We're like, hey, do we... Do we send her to a private school? Mm-hmm. Do we send her to a St. Ed's? Like, uh, so we go to the chapel. We attend the chapel in yeah. Norwalk. Yeah. And uh, one of the the she she does a she has a horse facility in, in uh, Berlin Heights, and they do riding lessons. Really, this is a conversation we had last night, and um, she was talking about how one of the kids couldn't take communion at St. Paul because she's not Catholic. Right. So then, uh, Pastor Eric, or uh, yeah, I think it was Pastor Eric. Uh, found out about this and now he takes communion well, we take communion once a month mm-hmm. and he takes communion with the kids now he goes intentionally and takes communion yeah. with the kids so that way they don't feel left right. out well th- the reason why I, I tell that little part of the story is because like i had the same viewpoint like if our kids end up going to edison or wherever and i don't like the situation i'm going to run for the freaking school board i'm going to change it i'm not going to sit back and be like you know what man that's cool like i'm going to go in yeah. and scream at their teachers no i'm going to i'm going to create change so you have the same i think we have the same mindset there like yeah. i'd rather be part of the change than be part of you know, be part of the solution, then be right. part of the problem. Right. Right. So that's super cool, man. Like I, I relate to that. Absolutely. Um, and I think a lot of people at home could, or maybe should more, 
You know, people aren't involved enough. They just rather sit and bitch and oh, you know, world's going to hell. I'm gonna just smoke my cigarettes. Yeah. And the world's going. And I picture like that old dude in the bar, like. And the world's going to hell, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, meanwhile, his kids won't talk to him, and he's got his whole world collapsing that aren't under his control. But, yeah. yeah, no, I mean, I think it's easy, to, especially now with social media, to go out there, and we're all geniuses on Facebook, yeah. Twitter, whatever it is you use, right? And we all think our opinion matters. Okay, yeah, I mean, everybody has a right to opinion, but if you're going to do something about it, your opinion carries weight, you know? Yeah. And, and, I, and you have to be proactive. Not everybody wants to be. Every, people, some people just, you know, my wife, you know, she's not the type of person to go out and do that stuff. She's just not. She's supportive. Um, and you know, she'll support me and support the causes and all that stuff, but not everybody's built to go out and do something. Yeah. Um, and I just, so for me, it started early on. I had a, a mentor that I worked with at the radio station, um, who it, it all started with him. He said, you should run for village council of Monroeville. You know what? That's a good idea. I'm kind of interested. And then from there, I think everything just took off as far as community involvement and as far as wanting to be a difference, wanting to put myself out there. Cause you have to put yourself out there, you know, and, and truly, be a part of the community and, and want to leave a legacy that my kids can be proud of. Yeah, man. And that's the biggest thing. Like that's, that's my focus has shifted in the last probably five years is just like, I told people we could stop growing. We could stop growing the business a long time ago and I'd have been fine financially, but that's not why I'm doing it. Like I'm doing it because I want my legacy to be, and Ed Milet says that when he gets to heaven, his view, I don't, I don't, where you at with your walk of faith? I, I'm always curious, like... That should be a whole other episode. <laughs> but, so you're not really a practicing Christian or anything of that nature? Just curious. No, so... All right. So I grew up Catholic, um, became non-practicing. Um, I did go to the chapel for, for many months. Um, liked it, certainly better than when I was... What you're used to with it? Yeah, there's nothing... Nothing wrong with Catholics? No, no. Don't cancel me, Catholics, but... No, no, that's... They like... I mean, there's a lot of good It's different strokes for different folks. Right. Um, But, you know, faith is something not really a part of my life, Um, you know, and I'm not opposed to it. I'm not opposed to people who who make that a part of their life. Good for them. A lot of goods come from that. Most of my friends and family are good because of their faith, so um, I just... As of now, it's not for me. No, that's that's completely understandable, man. Like, it's... uh, here's the thing I've always said, like, I would rather be, I'd rather show you how to be a Christian than tell you how to be a Christian. Like, I, I, I will live my life how I live my life, and if you like how I live my life, I can explain to you how Jesus plays a part in that, right? So that's always been my, my thing, and I think we all go through our own walk. So mm-hmm. that's, I wanted to, we, I, I, I'm not like the, the Christian guy on here, like, that's not what I get on here and do, but also it's a big part of me, right? 100%. Um, and that's, I think that's kind of, what we talked about what the point of this podcast is what are your motivations the yeah. wine all that stuff and for you that's part of your life and there's nothing that's that's a good thing yeah so i don't ever like to step on anyone's toes uh just to, I, I don't ever want to feel like i'm forcing it on anyone i don't even remember where the hell i was going at and honestly <laughs> it doesn't probably matter anymore <laughs> so it is what it is yeah. um i actually prefer what you said because it, it just gives good perspective i always like the different perspective um you know some people struggle with so I, I was in Africa uh, this past year. I, I did a mission trip over there, and we we did uh, a fifteen thousand person crusade, and uh, just praying. It was funny because my wife found out she was pregnant while we were in Africa. Yeah, and yeah, so she had to hold the secret for like three days yeah. while I was flying back. And but it's funny because I think how the Lord works is, um, I had to, I was blessed with the little kids the first night, and it's kind of what the theme of the podcast is. If you kind of thought about it, you know, and um, the first night, man, I'm praying uh, with the kids. And you have these kids come up to you and, hey, can you pray for my brother Thomas? They don't know what's wrong with him. Yeah. I'll never forget. I pray for Thomas all the time. And they don't know, they didn't know what's wrong with him. You had a little girl come up with you. And we had two guys get malaria while we were there and almost die. Yeah, wow. You know, with, with U.S. medicine. A little girl come up to me. I have malaria. And she couldn't have been more than five. 
you know, and just that perspective on how your life changes in different aspects. Like you probably look at moments in your life where you got prepared for things and you had no idea what the hell was going on. You know, and it's crazy. It, yeah. it, it truly is. Like, you call it coincidence, call it fate, call it God, whatever, whatever you want right. to chalk it up to. 100%. There's things that prepare us. So we were talking about that legacy piece a minute ago. That's where that was yeah. going as I as I started talking through that, man. And yeah, it's it's just like, it's great that, that we're doing all these things. It's great we can go out and make all this money. It's great that we can create all this impact or you can get more chamber members than anyone's ever gotten right. or whatever that metric right. is that you're going right. to measure against. But at the end of the day, man, like we're all going to be put in the ground. Right. And you know, my legacy thing always comes back to when my, my, my dad's uh, dad died, my grandfather, uh, almost every single one of his grandkids got up and spoke at his funeral yeah. and then just numerous other people. Um, so it was a, uh, it was a moment where I'm like, that's what I want. That's my yeah. legacy. Yeah. That's like, but you have to have that defining moment, yeah. right? Because if not, then we're just doing this shit to do it. Right. You know, I'm just I'm recording a podcast to record it. Right. You're you're heading up the chamber to head up the yeah. chamber. It's not because you're wanting to uh, make an impact for your boys and let them see what yeah. you what what's accomplishable. You know, because uh, hell, man, you probably had a good life in radio, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, but you you wanted to step out of it because you knew there was more. Yeah. You knew there was more. And that's, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's. The really crux of it, and I think it's one of the reasons why the board hired me is because I told them, like, this is my home. Huron County is my home. Yeah. And not just my home where I live, the house, but, like, the community is my home. You know, you want to make your home the best you can make it. And um, that is that is my reason why I, I do what I do, and it's certainly not for the money, and that's okay. It's, it's you know, I can go home at night knowing that I had an impact on someone's life, a positive impact. Whether they know I did or not, whether yeah. they knew Kevin Raznick did this and now I have this or was able to do this, like... Just knowing that people, you know, based upon my actions, my decisions, and things that I say and do, even if it was for a moment, their lives been improved or their work's been improved, whatever it is, like that's you can you can sleep good that night. Well, and Dr. John Maxwell calls that the elevator principle, man. Either we're bringing people up or we're bringing them down. You don't realize you're doing it. Yeah, it could be a smile at the freaking gas station, dude. That's right. but yeah, that's a great point. Like, who better to lead a chamber of commerce, which is truly there to make the businesses stronger and mm. better in a county? Uh, than someone that wants to make the place a better place to live. Yeah, and, and I think my perspective has helped. You know, I've worked retail, I've sold cars, I've done a lot before this to give me the perspective. You know, I've worked blue-collar jobs. You know, I've, I've, all these things that, you know, I've seen the struggles that people go through that pe other people take for granted. You know, so having that context and having what people's experiences are really is very helpful, and it, it does motivate me and show me that, you know, you, you have to be creative in, in, in ways to find and treat people Differently, not better, not worse, just differently. Because yeah. everybody, everybody's life is different. Everybody's pains are different. So you have to have the perspective to recognize that. 100%, man. And that's what makes a leader a good leader at the end of the day, if you think about it, right? Like, uh, Dr. Jerry, have you ever heard of the five love languages? I'm sure you have. The, it sounds familiar, it's, yeah. it's a It's a book based on, like, how we receive love. And if you think about it, like, even in the workplace or when you're out meeting with customers or potential clients or uh, what, what do you call members? Members. Members, yeah. Yeah. Uh, meeting with potential members or, or current members, they're all going to receive love differently. Some people like gifts. Yeah. Uh, some people like physical touch, a hug. Uh, you know, I got to. Let's not get like. I mean, if you want to hug, dude, I mean, yeah, I'm comfortable enough. No, to no, no I'm cool with that. I'm cool I with mean, the bro yeah. hug, but I'm saying, like, let's not get weird in the workplace, right? But, like, some people are, that's how they receive love. Um, words of affirmation yeah. is a huge one, you know? Um, I can never remember all the other ones. I'm looking at Jen behind camera like she's going to somehow yeah. remember. We're actually doing a walkthrough, but. You know, you take that with, I actually spent some time with Dr. Gary Chapman at a couple's retreat, and um, 
we took that home. My wife and I did. We're like, okay. Uh, and, and like the guys always are like, physical touch, yeah. No, it's not physical. That, that's yeah, not what right, we're talking right. about, dude. Like, right. uh, so you got to be careful with that. But you know, you take that home and you're like, all right, I'm gonna fix my yeah. life with this, yeah. and I'm gonna figure out how this works, and then I'm gonna take it to the workplace. I'm gonna figure out how, you know, is this person a money person? Some people aren't money driven. And yeah, we're cool 100%, with that. hundred percent. We're cool with that. Like, but that's a gifts person, right? right? That's someone right. that has to receive something. So that person, we're going to give a bonus. Then when we talk about the words of affirmation person, like that person just wants to hear they did a good job. And it's just crazy. You talk about the perspective thing. If you just take that little piece and go, well, how do it's just, people communicate different? Yeah. Their love language is different. Their love receptor, what fills them up with dopamine is different. Uh, from person to person, and the same goes for how they receive all yeah. their other things. And unfortunately, there's other crap in our past yeah. that that creates that, you know, good or bad. Right, good or bad. <laughs> yep. You know, because um, I had a Navy SEAL. Uh, literally, the Na- I've done some weird stuff in my life, but I was uh, we were at a retreat, and uh, he's one of the guys that started the second Gulf War. Um, he stepped on an oil tanker in Iran. Super cool guy, but he literally told me. Uh, he's a mind specialist now, and he talks about how the mind works and unlocking the caverns of your mind. And so, like, at that moment, I was thinking about being a dad. So I asked him, I said, well, you're telling me that everyone gets screwed up in their childhood. Because in your developmental ages, and maybe this is a good piece of This came up for me when you got five-year-old boys. This is why I thought about this. And he goes, I said, so how do I make sure that I don't screw up my kids? He goes, you can screw up. You're going to, you're going to, the yeah. Navy SEAL told me this. You're going to screw up your kids any, at some point. You yeah. don't know how you're going to do it. It can be something minuscule. Like you lock them in a the closet for two minutes and you forget about them in some way, shape or form. Like that's going to screw yeah. them up. And uh, that's the shape that gets us into our perspective. Sorry for getting off on a no, tangent completely good. there, man. I'm, I just felt like. It's uh, your show, man. <laughs> and I'm the, never the Dylan show. You can ask my entire team. Yeah. Um, cool. The. What is your biggest goal, since we're kind of doing this in the new year, what's your biggest goal for 2024? Um, personally, professionally? Whatever the big one yeah. is, man. There's a big one. There's one that you're like, dude, if I accomplish this, this will make my year. What is that one? It came to your head right when I asked it. Yeah. Um, I guess speaking broadly um, is continuing to find ways um, to – certainly be a better chamber director, but just continue to find ways to make improvements in my home. Now, when I use the word home, I mean Huron like County. County. Um, I mean everything. So yeah. all-encompassing and just truly, um, I think a lot of it is just continuing education, you know, learning the X's and O's of yeah. how to, to do this, but really just um, being there for my community um, and improving in that, in that walk. What, I mean, so... I'm big on this, and I'm not beating you up, but I do these exercises a lot with people all over the country. Quantify that. That's a good question. Um, I guess, because that, that's, that's the right question to ask, and I'm trying to, I don't get stumbled easy. So, and with that, man, like, I'm not trying to no, give I'm, you perplexed I, I, or no, I, I, I and gentle edit it. this crap out if it sucks, <laughs> but... Um, and it doesn't suck. This is a good conversation. The, and maybe that's not the right goal. I cha- and I'm always wanting to challenge you for that, right? Because it's just. No, and I appreciate that. I, I enjoy, I enjoy challenge. I enjoy people challenging me. Um, um, I guess to quantify it is, I guess there's a, a physical number. Like, okay, so my goal is to have um, 300 chamber members. Okay, so I guess probably 
in terms of black and white, that's my goal for 2024. So by the end of the year for 2024, we're putting it out in the universe right now. We're having 300 chambers. It's not an if. It's a we're going right. to have 300 chamber members yeah. for 2024. So, so when I told you my original goal was how to improve, you know. Yeah, how helping. does that tie in? That's so. That's good. So my original. So whatever I'm doing, whatever I'm trying to improve at, is to make sure that I achieve that goal of 300 chamber members. Um, so that is learning how to be a better chamber director. That is, that is learning how to better myself because the end game from that, if I'm doing my job right and I'm learning what I'm learning and I'm improving where I'm improving, then that's where that 300 chamber members will, will come from. No, that's super cool, man. Um, I want to give you one more challenging piece with this. And this is, like I said, man, I just do this all the time. Just because I'm not familiar, okay? And I'm not, we don't have to give specifics. Yeah, you're good. But just because I'm not familiar, is, are you, are you giving me a goal? Because though, like, my team, I do this all the time with them. Are you giving me the goal that's right in, within reach? You give me the goal that's a stretch. Like, I got to reach and get on my tippy toes to get that thing. You know what I mean? Right. Um, is 300 members realistic? It, 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 we want it to be realistic, sure. but we want it to be challenging, right? 100%. Because that's, this is your BHAG, right. man. This is your big, hairy, right. audacious goal. Right. You know? So I think it is in that sweet spot where it's not over-challenging, but it's challenging. I think it's right in that sweet spot. Um, where that number came from, it's – so, and this is, you know, before the pandemic, you know, chambers were doing okay, um, afterwards, you know, they, they were losing members. Yeah. So I think 300, I, I, that's not where the chamber used to be. It used to be more than that. Really? So I think it's kind of that middle ground where it's better than where we are now. And at it least shows improvement. It shows, but it, yeah, it shows improvement. It shows that I'm doing my job correctly, that people see enough value to be in the chamber. Um, I think that's kind of where I'm at with it. No, that's super cool, man. I just wanted to make sure because, like, I was leading a, a retreat one time. And we're going over goals. And I, uh, was it last year? I read 78 books, I think. Um, the year before that, I did 52 or 54. And I was running a retreat, and I was kind of telling them. It was in the middle of that 54-year goal. And I'm like, hey, uh, so this is my goal. You know, you lay out your goals, and you tell mm -hmm. them what they are, and you give them the quantify and when I'm going to do it and all that good stuff, like what makes a good goal. And the kid told me two books. Well, you and I both know. This was in early March. I'm like, bro, that's just weak. <laughs> I literally looked at him. I probably made the kid cry when he went back to the, the room. But I'm like, dude, that's not even a real goal. Like, you're giving me something that's too – so that's why yeah. I always want to make sure that we're – it's challenging enough that it's going to stretch you, right? Because yeah. that's where growth happens. Yeah. You know, if we're in our comfort zone and I'm, I'm where I've always played ball, you know, then I'm, I'm, I'm going to put in the terms of a basketball, man. Like, if I'm wanting to be Michael Jordan but I'm playing like I'm playing Little League, like, well, guess what? I'm going to stay in Little League. Yeah. i got to get up to the next level, whatever that is. Middle school, JV, varsity, right. all that good stuff. Like, I've got to stretch myself, you well, know. And I think I'm a big believer, and I think there's a culture shift away from this, but I'm a, a big believer of paying your dues. And I think being challenged and then failing at those challenges or trying things you're uncomfortable with without getting cut from your JV squad, right, yeah. or, or all <laughs> those things, right? So, yeah, I, I, I'm a big believer of, of challenging. You know, there might be some days where I'm going to take the easy road just because some days you need a, like, breather. Yeah. But to be challenged um, is how you improve yourself. Yeah, 100%, man. And honestly, like, who cares if you freaking shoot for 300 and we get to 290? Yeah, right. That's pretty damn close. Right. Like, if it was a stretch goal and we still were pretty freaking close, like, I, once again, don't ever get into the, the money side of it here, but, like, we're always setting a stretch goal. We call, uh, I heard a buddy called a vision goal, visionary mm -hmm. goal. So, like, 
if you set your goals in threes, this might be something that helps you. Like, what is the goal that makes us stay alive? What is the goal that's realistic mm -hmm. that we can hit? What's that goal that we just feel like if we just kill it this right. year across the board, it's there? So then that way, when we follow through the whole process, I'll give him, it's Aaron Christie with Indy Roof Company. He's the first one I've ever heard use it. Adam Kamansky, I think, is who uh, gave that to him. But anyways, regardless, um, like, if we give it that way, then it's, that way if you're in the middle of the year and you're like, shit, dude, we're only yeah. going to, on pace to have 200. And you're like, well, we at least have the 250 yeah. goal that's in right, sight, right. you know, and the, you're not completely off your rocker, too. So you have to be careful with some of that stuff. You right, know? and you have to, I mean, that's part of it, setting realistic goals and mini goals along the way. That's, you know, people talk about that all the time. And I think at the end of the day, and I think, I think we try to teach our kids this, is like, you know, we tell them, hey, as long as you tried your best. And I think there's, you know, as long as you're truly trying your best, there's merit to that. There's merit. Like, yeah. I gave it my all, and I didn't get to that 300. I got to 289, whatever it is. Yeah. But all the controllables that I could control, I did. Yeah. I, I, I did all my variables. Yeah. Right? No, it, it, I do. I, I teeter with the did you try your best type of thing because, like, the try is, like, do or do not, right? The, the whole Yoda thing. <laughs> Yoda thing, yep. For years, dude, I had no idea what the hell that yeah. was. People kept saying, I'm like, what the hell Do or do or not, yeah. You know, do or do not. But then I, I, one day it clicked for me. So, like, did you do it? Did you, did you at least do it? Did you at least try? Did you at least go yeah. after it with all your might, you know? Um, but that's cool, man. Like, I'm I'm excited because I know when we're we're going to do another episode here uh, next year for sure. And I'm, we're going to hear about how you crushed yeah, 300 because sure. you put it out in the manifestation. Manifestation's real. I don't care what anybody says, dude. Like, it's not woo-woo. That's real. Yeah, I mean, you know, golfers do it all the time. Yeah. They manifest the next shot. Yeah, exactly, man. I'm going to tell you where I'm going to put it. And, and that's that's great. Um that's awesome, man. It, the so you got the big goal for 2024. Now I want to know. This is the last question I'll ask you, and then I'll open the floor up to you. What's your like? Let's get to let's 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 fast forward and 40 years from now, 50 years from now, 60 years from now. I don't know how old you are, so I don't want to date you. I'm turning 40 this year. That's okay. where I'm at with so it. 60, so it's a big year for me. Actually, 60, that's awesome, man. Yeah. I just turned uh, 30 yesterday. Happy, so happy birthday. Thanks, man. So. Uh, for 50, 60 years from now, when, when Kevin's no longer here, what is the one thing that you want to be remembered for? <sighs> that he gave a shit, you know, and that's a blanket. Like, I cared about everything. Um, and I want people to miss me when I'm gone. You know, those are the two big things that, you know, the idea of having a lot of people at my funeral, I, I want that. And I want people to speak, like, it's, you know, it's an ego thing. I'll be dead. I won't know. I won't hear it. Yeah. But it's an ego thing that people say, you know what? When he was here, when he's around, he accomplished this, this, and this, and he cared. Yeah. You know, you, and you want people, to, you want people to miss you. You don't want to be like, you die and, okay, it's sad for a minute. They come to your funeral and then they have their little luncheon and that's it. Yeah. Right. You know, you want to have a legacy where it's like people truly miss you and there's a void. Not, you don't want people hurting. You don't want people in pain. You no, don't want that, no, but you, yeah. you want to leave a void being gone, right? And you're hoping, like in my case, with my kids or, or grandkids that, you know, I'm showing them they can step in and have their own life and fill that void themselves and, you know, you know, carry that legacy on. Give them the next man up mentality. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you want to hear that that well done type of thing. Like like you said, you don't want to leave a void. Like, that's always, and that's, that's where we get a fine line. Like, um, and my grandpa, he was 84 when he died. I'm going to, my, my, siblings are gonna grill me if i got that wrong um he was well into his 80s and he lived a good life like he went on his own terms yeah and i've never felt more at peace 
with a funeral in my life. Like, I genuinely, yeah. like, don't get me wrong. You still mourn. Like, Sad, you, awesome. Yeah, yep. 100%. But you just, there was a peace. There was a, he did it his way. Yeah. He went out before the holidays. It was November 8th. I'll probably get grilled if that's wrong, too. <laughs> it was right before the holidays. Um, and it just, he didn't want us to see him sick at the holidays, man. And it was just a peace. But there was no void. There, there's still a void. Like, yeah. you still want him there. So you struggle with that, too. But, like, also, like, it just, there's a legacy there component. I tell people all the time, he died one of the, I don't want to say that he was he was poor, but by a lot of metrics he was, yeah. right? Financially, he was poor, but he was the richest man I ever knew. Yeah. And that's that's the difference, yeah. right? And that's where, um, no, I mean, and I, I can tell you give a shit. I just want to make sure that you hear that. <laughs> yeah, well, I appreciate you that. Know? Everybody, I mean, as much as we don't, and guys have egos, well, I don't need that, but we all need attaboys every yeah. now and then, right? We do. We, don't need, we need affirmation. Yeah. It's well, and it's it's to just show that we're having, doing the doing the right work, right? Yeah. At the end of the day, like, what is all this for, man? Like, yeah, I got this big ass office, and we're pouring a bunch of money into yeah. it. And I've got great staff and, and all that good stuff. But like you said, if I don't give a shit, if people don't know that I give a shit, then what's it matter? Yeah, yeah, because then you, people are thinking he did it for him, and you never want to make it about. I'm not. We all have our selfish reasons why we do stuff. We just talked about that, but you know, you don't want people to think. Everything that this person did was to benefit them. Yeah. That's the last thing I want. That's awesome, man. No, and I think you're going to, like I said, man, I, I know I know that, that you're going to accomplish that. I know you. I can sense that you've got a true passion for those boys, and they're going to live on with, with Kevin's legacy. And I, I, I'm excited uh, to see what the next few years holds for you, man. I really am. The last couple minutes here, the floor is yours. Anything you want to share at all, um, just have at it. So I, I guess, you know, one of the biggest things that I, I'm kind of learning along the way is that it's okay to <clears throat> rely on other people and it's okay to ask for help and it's okay to understand and you you don't know what you don't know and it's understand it's okay to be vulnerable and it's okay to, you know, not, not be the smartest guy in the room. Like, surround yourselves with people that can, can bring you up and can you remember help you remind you of what the why is or remind you, you know, what your motivations are. You know, you're not in this alone. People want to fight with you. And I think I'm talking more, you know, in terms of like guys, it's sometimes we feel like we got to do things ourselves and we can't, you know, have these conversations and, you know, head down, mouth shut, do your job. And that's not the way your life should be. It should be include other people that help lift you up and lift others up. No, that's perfect, man. That's a great way to end it. And um, I want to thank you for coming. Yeah, on, this brother. is awesome. <clears throat> it's uh, it's been a pleasure. Like I said, I, I look forward to having more conversations as I'm continuing to be a part of the BNI, and we we get into our membership with the chapter. Um, I just want to thank everybody for tuning in, watching it all the way to the end. Um, if you do us a favor, this is uh, there's no heavy sponsors here. There's no this is this is literally funded by All American Roof Pros. <laughs> uh, but regardless, if you all wouldn't mind sharing the show, I think this episode somebody needs to hear the message you just heard. So uh, as Andy Frisella says, don't be a hoe, share the show, and uh, we'll see you on the next episode of The Why.